Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime. Perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1845. Fact or fiction? Which is worse, fat or sugar? By Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. And I'm Dr. Neil. Hey there, happy Saturday. Thank you so much for being here and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I act as your narrator of the best health and fitness blogs all for free. And remember, we have a few shows where we do this very same thing, where we cover a bunch of different topics. Just search for Optimal Living Daily in any podcast app to find them. And with that, let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. Fact or Fiction, Which is Worse, Fat or Sugar? by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. People who seek to eat a healthy, balanced diet today are faced with conflicting research and the strong pull of charismatic diet trends. Many people want to know, which is worse, fat or sugar? If you look at the broad swath of dieting trends between the 1950s and today, The methods of losing weight range from the insane, temporary cleanses, eating nothing but maple syrup or cabbage soup, for example, to the scientifically informed long-term elimination of either fat or sugar. Whether you're cheering for fat or for carbohydrates could be largely determined by what fad diet was in the headlines at the time you came of age. Weight Watchers, which was developed in the 1960s and continues to flourish today, emphasized not only creating a calorie deficit through portion control, but also encouraging those that identify as female to form healthier habits and depend on group support for lifestyle transformation. In my opinion, Weight Watchers, while not perfect by any means, can be one of the healthiest dieting perspectives due to its relative lack of bad foods and its focus on behavior change. The Scarsdale diet, like Weight Watchers, influenced 1970s dieters in terms of creating a calorie deficit. However, the Scarsdale diet created an extreme calorie restriction, often limiting intake to an unsustainable 1,000 calories a day. Jenny Craig dominated the 1980s with portion control and high-fiber options. Its success was due largely in part to its pre-prepared, pre-portioned meals that reduced choice more than it eliminated specific food groups. 
We face at least 200 food choices a day, and Jenny Craig helped to simplify decision-making in favor of smaller portions and balanced meals. The low-calorie zone diet, which promoted a long-term lifestyle, was the reasonable 1990s alternative to short-term extreme cleanses that garnered headlines from Hollywood. The 90s also began to include those that identify as male in dietary marketing strategies and began to focus on heart disease and diabetes as much as figure. However, the 90s also had the misfortune of popularizing the heroin chic appearance characterized by extreme thinness. During the early 2000s, the Atkins and South Beach diets struggled for supremacy with opposite approaches. While the Atkins diet vilified sugar and encouraged a high-fat diet, the South Beach diet made a comeback from its quiet 1980s origins and eliminated high-fat foods. Both diets argued their cases from both weight loss and health perspectives. And now, we're talking the 2010s and beyond, everyone seems to be equally under the sway of the paleo diet, which claims to champion an early human outlook on food intake. It eliminates most carbohydrates, sugars, and dairy in favor of meat, nuts, and certain vegetables. It more closely resembles the Atkins diet than any other diet trend and tends to pair with high-intensity exercise, such as CrossFit. For those that identify as female, strong as the new skinny is the cultural trademark of the paleo diet and the intersection of femininity with heavy weightlifting. Although it seems that diet research changes at lightning speed, recent studies have suggested that the paleo diet may be onto something. In fact, sugar, whether in the form of added sugar or carbohydrates, may be the culprit for more than just diabetes. It seems that frequent blood sugar spikes, not total fat, cause inflammation and atherosclerosis, which is also known as the plaque on inner walls of arteries, which is often responsible for heart disease and strokes. It may sound counterintuitive, but these studies disconnect dietary fat and cholesterol, which is found in meat, full-fat dairy, and egg yolks, from plaque in the arteries. Why could a high-fat diet help you maintain a healthy weight? Why is fat so magical that millions of people have embraced the paleo diet or something close to it? The bottom line about fat is that a diet with sufficient fat is more satisfying, physically and mentally. You don't feel deprived, and your brain receives signals of satiety from foods that are rich in dietary fat. Instead of holding on to body fat because of triggering a starvation cue, a reason that many diets don't work, your body feels abundant and satisfied and does not store additional adipose fat. Also, some nutrients from vegetables, such as lycopene and beta-carotene, which are extremely beneficial for overall health, are only absorbed efficiently in the presence of dietary fat, such as olive oil or avocados. Furthermore, when sugar is not delivered through a high-fiber source, such as fruit or whole grains, really whole grains, not flours or refined products made of whole grains, it causes blood sugar spikes that affect arterial plaque, energy, hunger, and mood. However, fat is not problem-free. Here are some cautionary words about embracing fat into your diet and maintaining a healthy weight, metabolism, and heart. One, helpful fats, even saturated fat, should come from plant-based sources like olive oil, avocados, nuts, and so on. Or, simple meat sources such as fish, chicken, and occasionally even beef. Avoid fat that's disguised in a swirl of added sugar or carbohydrates such as milkshakes, candy, processed snacks, and pastries. Ironically, if you avoid sugar and increase your conscious fat intake through meat, dairy, and vegetables, you'll probably consume less fat than you did before. It will just be the right 
kind of fat to help you stay fit and healthy. In other words, following a high-fat, low-carbohydrate diet will actually shift you into a moderate way of eating, not necessarily high or low. Two, read labels to avoid trans fats, which are far worse for your heart than saturated fats. Three, avoid foods that are combinations of fat, sugar, and salt. This combinations can trigger an addictive eating reaction. Four, you still need to eat lots and lots of vegetables. The point of a low-carbohydrate and high-fat diet is to avoid blood sugar spikes, not to eat as much cheese and meat as possible. Your diet should still be mostly plant-based so that you get sufficient fiber and nutrients. Many long-term studies have pointed to the reduction of animal products as an important contributor to lifelong health. Five, exercise is a crucial complement to a satisfying and healthy diet. Moderate exercise helps to maintain digestion, regulate mood, and exercise your cardiovascular system. Six, portion control is still an important part of a balanced way of eating, even if you reduce carbohydrates and increase healthy fats. You don't necessarily need to count calories, but you need to make sure that each meal is balanced and that you follow a loose but structured eating schedule that keeps you on an even keel throughout the day. And seven, as you focus on incorporating healthy fats, you also need to explore where sugar sneaks into your diet spiking your glucose levels, and tanking your mood. Many of us drink our sugar, whether in sweetened coffees, soft drinks, or alcohol. These are perhaps the emptiest calories you can take in. Switch to water, herbal teas, and plainer coffees. And finally, a few disclaimers about dieting in general. Fad dieting is a uniquely American and recent pastime. Dieting becomes an issue when there is a surplus of accessible, rich foods. Most food decisions in other cultures are motivated by religious or traditional choices. Also, let's agree that obesity is a marker of poor health, not a cause of poor health, although it can contribute to many biomechanical issues such as knee, back, and hip problems. Although I frequently use the word diet in this post, I truly believe in avoiding diets and sticking to a healthy lifestyle that's manageable, sustainable, and long-term. There are no good or bad foods and no foods are morally wrong. And finally, it's important to acknowledge that genetics play a significant role in how much and where people store fat. You just listened to the post titled Fact or Fiction? Which is Worse, Fat or Sugar? by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
you need indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. When I first skimmed this article, I was worried. I was worried that today's author, Rachel, was making dietary fat our saving grace. But then I read the article more carefully, particularly the second half. I really appreciated that Rachel emphasized that fats that come from plant-based sources may be better for our health than those that come from animal sources. One potential reason for this is that when we eat animal products that are high in saturated fat especially, it may increase our risk for developing clogged arteries. I know that trans fat is worse for our arteries than saturated fat, but researchers have also found that a byproduct of eating foods that are high in saturated fats like red meat, organ meats, and egg yolks, the body creates a compound called trimethylamine N-oxide, abbreviated TMAO. Okay, so basically after the body breaks down some of the proteins and other compounds in these high saturated fat foods, one of the things left over is TMAO. TMAO has been associated with increased risk of death, hypertension or high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease like heart attack and stroke, and even diabetes. Now, eating red meat, organ meat, and egg yolks occasionally is absolutely fine. But if we start to consume more of them more often because we want to increase our fat intake, we'll maybe consider alternative sources that contain healthier fats and may not increase the amount of TMAO in the body. And those types of sources would, shocking, be plant-based sources. All right, that'll do it for me for today. I hope you're having a great weekend if you're listening in real time. And I'll see you back here tomorrow for the Sunday show where your optimal life awaits.